Victory Podcast. What's up, Second of Victory fans? This is Austin Nelson with the Second of Victory Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Happy to uh, be doing this again with my two favorite guys, Mr. Brett Basher and Chris Carter. What's up, fellas? This is a beautiful Monday evening. Right. Really How's nice. it going? Good, man. I feel like there's some, some things to talk about, so I wanted to kind of dive in. Um, before we get started, um, stop what you're doing. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Get us on Twitter there. I'm always updating the latest Titans news and, and things. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Get your podcast. We are there. And uh, make sure you go to broadwaysportsmedia.com, and you will find all the latest Titans news. Um, that's where we're at. Uh, you'll find all the latest national SC news, which I know you guys probably want to dive into because they are hot right now. Hot, hot. hot. Uh, and I know you guys know a lot more about that than I do. So you guys are my, I told you guys, you're my national <laughs> SC correspondents. So um, yeah, all your national SC news, uh, Speedway soccer guys, Ben Wright, like you guys were mentioned earlier, they do it. He does a fantastic job there. And then of course, all your national press news, which there's a lot of talk to talk about there too. So um, a lot of things going on in the state of Tennessee right now. And uh, um, we'll start with a few comments from a former player, Delaney Walker. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys see, the, see these comments this past week? Rattled the city. Yeah. Rattled they were, the yeah, city. They're, they're salty right now about his, about his comments. It's 50-50. Yeah. Man, I was, I was surprised at the hate and the love at the same time. I thought it was just another comment, to kind of be honest with you. I didn't know it was going to come that crazy from both sides. I don't either. Yeah. I, I don't know that it deserves any any of the commentary that it's really gotten. Uh, I I kind of see where he's coming from, but I'll also kind of see why people are salty. Um, but this fan base has a has a way of, uh, you know, taking every negative comment and blowing it way out of proportions. So. Yeah, this, this is a toxic fan base. If we're being honest, <laughs> it really is. Do they get mad over the the smallest things and they praise the smallest things at the same time too? Um, well, I will say this too, man. I don't know if Delaney Walker gets the recognition he deserves amongst tight ends of his era. No, I don't think so. But I also agree with his point that he it's also because he plays for the Tennessee Titans. He went on a he was on a three and 13 team and a two and 14 team. Um, and he caught a lot of balls, put up a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, but he played for some shitty teams. And so you're not going to get the love. That you, you know, Travis Kelsey would get, or a Greg Olson, or a Gronk, or who are some other tight ends that were Darren Waller, George Kittle. Yeah, I mean, I even, mean, I, I, th- I think in his era, though, those first three you named, he's right there with. Like stats wise, he's not Travis Kelsey. It was no, not. and no, we argued that not, back then. If you go back to our older, say, older podcast, we would yeah. have had those arguments about him. There was a debate yeah. in the league as is, is Delaney Walker the best tight end in the entire league? Yeah. At one point? Stats wise, you could argue like uh, yeah. yards per catch, things like that. I mean, he was he was up there and 100%. and I would love to see Delaney in an offense like the twenty twenty one Titans offense. He never was in that offense, you know. Yeah. Imagine Delaney Walker in a play action offense with Ryan Tannehill throwing the football. So, yeah. Delaney went on a Sirius X football show, NFL show and uh, had these comments to say. Delaney, I think the simple answer may be, uh, I just like to play, but uh, I sit back and see a guy that's accomplished all that you have. Kirk mentioned the three Pro Bowlers, three Pro Bowls, 14 years. You played one game in 18. You played seven in 19. You sat out last year. What motivates you to want to play even more games going forward? 
Uh, just, man, I, man, I want to win a Super Bowl, honestly. I feel like that that helps you in, in your status as you retire in this game. And it's sad that that's something that you you got to have um, to be recognized sometimes. And, again, me being in, in Tennessee, I hate to say this, that hurts my value in any type of uh, awards or accolades because I did play in Tennessee. And you can look at some of the greats like Eddie George, uh, Steve McNair, and, and them guys just not being getting them coach yet. And uh, it's because they didn't win a Super Bowl and they played in Tennessee. So I'm trying – I look at it, if I can win a Super Bowl, maybe that'll help me and uh, see if we can go from there. You know, I, I find it so interesting, and, I, and I, I love the honesty. In what way will it help you, other than legacy, which I think we all understand, but Delaney, in fairness, you know, outside of the quarterback position, a wide re- Julio Jones may retire without a Super Bowl. We're not going to look at him any differently. You know what I mean? So so what? in what way do you think it helps you? Why are you so Wait. motivated by just that? Well, you say Julio, but he played in Atlanta. Look at Atlanta and they fan base. Look at the, the, the type of players that played in Atlanta and look where they at. And when I say when you play in an organization like Nashville, it's because it's so small. Our fan base is not as great as some of these organizations that are the players that play that day, being great in them organizations. They get them accolades. But when you play in Tennessee, not a lot of you don't get contact. You don't get primetime games. You don't get a lot of people seeing your games. So you don't get mentioned a lot. So sometimes you don't get brought up in these conversations. But when you have a Super Bowl ring, they bring you up in these conversations. So going off of his comments right there, is Delaney Walker even a Hall of Famer if he does win a Super Bowl? I I say no. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Is he the greatest Titans tight end of all time? Yes. But does that mean you're a Hall of Famer? No. No, No, it doesn't. Now, is he a great player? Obviously. But, yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing to to be said about him is he was on a – piss poor offense and he he was one of the best tight ends in the league but he didn't do anything otherworldly you know what i mean like yeah. travis kelsey is on one of the best offenses in the league and is doing otherworldly tight end things george kittle is doing otherworldly tight end things like they're they're redefining the position type type right. stuff delaney was a damn good tight end and one of the best in the league during his time but it was a bad team and he didn't do he didn't make his teammates better. Yeah. He said too that it's uh it's something that you gotta have in order to be recognized sometimes and you know, meaning to be in the Hall of Fame. I disagree. Um Calvin Johnson, for example, was on the 0 and 16 team. You could argue yep. he was still probably the best receiver that year um of his era. Um he I, he's never won even a playoff game. Delaney won a playoff game. And uh Calvin Johnson's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. So Delaney was never even the best tight end of, of his time. Mm-hmm. We just we just said that, but uh, he was one of, but he was not the best. So I think right. he is just salty that he probably looking back at his career now. Does he go to Tennessee? Probably not. If, if you know, I, I think if he knew how it how it played out. But when you signed up at the time, bro, did you not know how bad this team would have been? Would any other team in the league at that time though have given him? The number one tight end position. No, like, because no, he, was, he, was, he was in waiting in San Francisco, and he was never going to get that opportunity in that San Francisco. Too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he would have got the shot that he got with any other no, team. Maybe, and, but, maybe a handful, but to, to go mean, back he, to – He chose Tennessee because it gave, they gave him a chance to be tight end one. Right. And to, to go back to the people that are 
completely I, we're not hating on delaney walker we're just speaking no. we're just speaking facts yeah. because we've given no. him praise at the same time to the people that are just completely just trashing delaney walker in the statement he said i hate word for word i hate to say this so he's not saying this is directly at the fan base it's not at the organization it's just basically my time in tennessee was fun but we weren't good and i think that's hurt me in the long run yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons I think that it's kind of been blown out of proportion is because, like, he didn't mean it with ill intent. He just – he was speaking from his heart, right? I mean, that's how he feels. It's facts, though. It's true. It is facts. It's 100% yeah. – it's factual. Um, I mean, what, Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards last year. How many Pro Bowl tied in – or Pro Bowl offensive linemen do we have? Which is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Zero. So – Mind-blowing. But if – so, and if you think about it, too, because we mentioned how – he was one of the only guys in Tennessee at the time with Delaney Walker. Do you, can you name the three quarterbacks who would have been throwing him the football while he was in Tennessee? Delaney? Yes. Yeah. Um, Mettenberger? Hasselbeck? Yep. No, I think I think Hasselbeck was before that. Mettenberger? I don't know. I thought that was his first year. Was it? Was it not? I, his first maybe, year might have been the maybe mix. His first year might have been the mix of Hasselbeck and the guy, Austin, who came in to take over Hasselbeck, which would have been Fitzpatrick? Jake Locker. Jake, Jake Locker. Locker. Jake Locker. And then Marcus Mariota. Pretty sure. Then you had Whitehurst. Yep. Uh, if you want to talk about the three constant quarterbacks, because bro, that time yeah. was just so but like you said though, too, he's he's kind of speaking facts because if you look yeah. at Steve and Eddie, they're still not yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're also there. they're also like getting on ballots though. Like you see both right. of their names when they come out the, the new ballot every year. It's like these are the finalists, and then it might they may make the second cut of the finals. Right. Delaney right. Walker's not getting on that list. I don't think so. I'll either. be honest. I don't think so, Never yeah. will, he, will he be on that list? Um, is, is he even? Does he go into the Ring of Honor for the Titans? Well, I want to say that too. Like Danny, Delaney Walker is a huge part of the reason why the Titans are now. Um, notable, and they yes, are a, becoming a, a a consistent football team now. He is a huge part of that, and one of the the main core pieces of that. Um, he changed the attitude, changed the culture uh, when he came, and he stuck it out through some very shitty years um, in the beginning. Um, but he was a part of the change, so I think he needs to hang his hat on that. Be proud yeah. of that, uh, and I think also looking, at, he's played eight games in three years. He's, he'll be thirty seven in a little under a month. He's wanting another shot, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be super hard. It's be hard. And, um, to answer your question, Brett, does he go in the ring of honor? I don't know. It's because if, be... you're not, if you're not going to the Titans ring of honor, then you're not going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I mean, so, and that, and I, yeah. Yeah. And towards the end of his time, he was, he was a big, big Mike uh, Malarkey guy. They got along together yeah. so well. And I obviously him and Rabel got along, but obviously when the new regime came in, it was a little bit of a different story. I would be interested to see too um, if he was actually going to come back. One, who the contender would be, who actually would want him, if anybody actually wanted him. But if he just wanted another paycheck, if Arthur Smith would give him a call because he coached him for so I long. I think so. I could see it. Um, but would he think, do that though? Um, if if it's the only team, maybe. Well, even if like they have Hayden Hurst go down in preseason, or I, knock on wood, I hope none of this happens. But I'm just saying, like, what team would go out there and, and call Delaney Walker? I don't think the Titans do it, even how bad the you know the tight end room is for them right right now. I don't think he's coming back, and maybe probably not even after these comments. Now, um, I think that that kind of that ship has sailed with with Delaney and the Titans. Um, but it was an interesting comments to say the least. I was not expecting to to be talking about this on our next podcast. Nope. 
But it creates headlines. Creates headlines. That's part of Titans Twitter. But if you think about it, I'd say probably 70% of Titans Twitter, because people talk talk about it being toxic, comes from Vol Twitter. And Vol Twitter is one of the most crazy things out there. So I guess that's part of why Titans Twitter is the way that it is. 100. That's why they're so toxic because those <laughs> fan bases are intertwined. They're combined <laughs> with each other. That's probably and exactly you're only a part, you're only a part of one of them. So yeah, Vanny Twitter's not. We're not very big. <laughs> come uh, that's come base. That's because half of you have died off because the entire <laughs> Vandy. Yeah, Vandy, Vandy's fan base is seventy and up for the well, most come, part. Come baseball season, they're they're all about you know defending the Vandy Whistler. There's about oh my that, gosh that time of the year. Seriously. But, um, hey, going yeah. going back to a discussion, you know the the Titans uh, added a few names to the Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, did y'all see that list? I found I that did. interesting. Cool. Okay, and also, why are people upset about Bone going into Ring of Honor? I think that was I thought that was well deserved. One hundred percent. Yeah. Who's upset? I think Twitter. Te- I think and Texans. Texans Twitter I think Texans. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some people being upset saying that it's a Houston thing. So this is a Titans thing. But correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but like there's a, like Keith Bullock's not in it yet, right? No. I wonder why. I think he'll go in in a couple of years. I'm sure. Yeah. Especially, especially the way that Amy loves to do things. She'll recognize the people that need to be recognized. So, all right. If we want to talk about that, let's talk about what about Javon Curse? He'll go does in. He get, does he get in? He'll go um, in. Derek will go in. Michael Roos. Does he get Because Javon, Javon is also the first draft pick of the Titans era. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Michael, that, I mean, yeah. Does, yes. does Michael Griffin go that, in? That makes even more sense for him to go in. Michael Griffin, that's a tough one. Yeah. I'd love it. I, I'm a Griffin. I, I'm a Griffin I, I guy, too, but that, that, that's a tough one. Um, I, as, I don't think that you can put you, – you can, might, you I can think, maybe put – I think Keith and Javon have to be one and two, like in the in the list of players that need to go in, right? I would agree. And Chris Johnson maybe in, in the – Chris the definitely. Yeah, that's yeah, – Top of the say, list. That's, that's number one for sure is Chris. Yeah. It's a good – that's a good topic for another day. I saw um, um, Paul Kaharski. He – mentioned how in relation to other stadiums that he's been to that the titans don't have a great ring of honor um like other stadiums do yeah it's just the banners at the top of the stadium right and i i mean i didn't think it was the worst thing in the world i mean the banners look very cheap but i i I have not been to other stadiums like paul has i have not seen what the other ones are doing so i can only imagine it doesn't look as good as others but um i looked at the broncos they're just pretty nice they got like some statues outside the stadium um, if a new should, stadium, should, if a new stadium comes in a couple of years, then it'll be awesome. But tear tear down the dollhouses and do like some pillars or something like some Greek 100%. pillars. Yeah, dude. How cool would that be? Like fire Austin, coming, Austin, coming up you, the top. Do you remember a couple of years ago when uh, Mike Herndon made that super cool edit of like, yeah? You can you can actually yeah. if you Google it, you can find it. Okay, yeah, it was it's super. Legit. It was super cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I agree. Um, they kind of changed the dollhouses. They don't look as bad as they used to. But yeah, they, they just they, they just like don't. black they blacked out the end one so it's like Jack Daniels now so that yeah. one like, yeah. that one looks pretty cool. <laughs> I never knew how big of an uproar it was until people started bringing it up. Like maybe right. that's because I grew up seeing them all the time and I was just right. used to it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they could definitely do something else with those. Yeah, but I wish that. I mean, I like we were just saying. I think they could be like reimagined and like at least give them that like Nashville uh, industrial farmhouse look. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just just update them, and I think you can make it match the Nashville aesthetic. I agree. And they've done a great job over the years with renovations. 
They have. The stadium they I mean, have. is a lot better than what it used to be. And we're going to be adding seats here in the next couple of years, too. Yeah. Um, so it's in a prime location. And, uh, and, and next next offseason, they should be able to do some major renovations because Nashville SC won't be in there anymore. Yep. yep. So the stadium will be free for the most yep. part. And the Nashville Predators will have the outdoor game, which is going to be absolutely awesome. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. I yeah. forgot about that. That would be so cool. The Stanley Cup champions? Yes, back-to-back back back. Back Stanley That's Cup champions. That's going to be a big game. Yeah. They, they laid a brick um, – or shit a brick, or you want to call it? Laid an egg, shit a brick um, in Dallas. Dude, my gosh. That was, that was no fun. That was a long two and a half hours so they need of TV. To, they need to uh, – I'm curious to see what kind of numbers it does attendance-wise. I think it'll do great. I think, I think so, so too. too. I think it's yeah. going to be massive. It's going to be dope. The crazy thing is, I mean, it, it's in February, so it could yeah. it could literally be 15 degrees or like 75 degrees. 100%. In Tennessee. <laughs> For you sure. You never know. Speaking 100%. of the Preds, speaking of the Preds, the expansion draft's coming up. It is. It is. That's going to be that's going to be very interesting. Which I think I, leads us in, into the next topic pretty well. It does perfectly. I see, honestly. I see what you did, Brett. All right. So we <laughs> since the expansion draft, you guys want to kind of explain what the expansion draft is so that the Preds protect yeah, nine so, players on the roster, correct? So you, you can actually protect um eight or nine or eleven, I think is what it is, Brett. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh it kind of depends on how many forwards or defensemen you want to protect. Uh the Preds went the route where they wanted to protect more than three defensemen, so they could only protect eight players total plus the goalie. Um, so they went with, they actually protected five defensemen and only protected three forwards. Uh, they were the only team in the league to protect that many defensemen, but. Which is not surprising, know, I feel like. The, the Preds are, are, are yeah. the best defensive developers and probably their, their time in the league. Yeah. Um, so they have, they have five players worth, uh, five defensive players worth protecting. Um, well, they have four I know of. The fifth guy I don't know anything about, but they just tra- they just got him in a trade uh, for Ryan Ellis. He's a young guy, like six five. So um, it's an interesting interesting situation. But uh, they also have their young guys protected. So some some players are exempt. Um, I believe it's uh, players on an entry level contract that have not right. played a certain number of games. Um, so if you follow the Preds at all you would have seen last year that one of our young stud forwards is, is Ellie Tolvanen. Uh, and so uh, Ellie hasn't played enough in the league, still on an entry-level contract. So he's protected no matter what. He's oh, that's, that's, that's cool. So they didn't have to burn one of their exemption spots on him. And that's, that's awesome. man, and that's somebody that would be picked up immediately by Seattle as well. Yeah. And so we mentioned off before we started here, Chris, you can't exempt rookies, correct? Yeah. Okay, so you can't exempt rookies. And all this is because Seattle is getting a new hockey team, the Kraken, which have the dopest logo, <laughs> the dopest in sports. Colors. I think it's I, I think I, it I, might I be the dopest. I think it's awesome. well, I'm not I'm not gonna be, but I <laughs> I might root for them when they're not playing the breath. hundred percent. They have the they have the coolest look. Like their whole brand image, their jerseys, their sweaters are are super cool. Like everything about their design is sick. And the coolest part is like the whole Kraken name was kind of a joke, like, and then they were like, "No, let's go with let's you know let's go full bore. It's great. Make it make it the name, and it it seems to be like accepted pretty widely. So, I would say all that to say this: we have come up with a hypothetical. If the NFL did an expansion draft and there was a 33rd team that was coming into the league, and the Titans had to protect nine players. 
who would you protect? So we kind of we're having some fun with this, and we have not shared this with each other. I have no idea who y'all are gonna say. I'm sure we have a lot of the same answers, but it could be a little interesting when you get to like the seven, eight, ninth guy. So yeah, um, Brett, you wanna start? Yeah, I'll start. So first one, obviously, Derrick Henry. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be the most obvious around the entire league. Uh, then I went with Ryan Tannehill because the way I structured mine out was the Predators are in a sell mode right now. So that's why you see guys like Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne, Colton Citizens that were not protected. The Titans, if they're in this scenario, would not be in a sell mode. So I tried to protect some of the biggest stars, and if they're not a star, some of the most core important pieces to the Titans team. So that's how I structured mine. So I went Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and A.J. Brown. Those are the first three I put down because that is the biggest core of the offense. Next one, uh, I went with Taylor Lewan just because I think being on the left side of the line, he's such a core. He's the leader of that offensive line. After that, I went to the defensive side of the ball, the leader of the defense. I went with Kevin Byard, and I think that's the way you got to go for defense. Uh, and the defensive line, you got to hold it down. So I went with Big Jeff. Uh, after that, newcomer, it, it took me a little long to think about it, but I went with Julio because, like I said, the Titans are in that win now mode. That's who you had to go with. Uh, I went with another newcomer, a guy that I've always liked a lot. Uh, I went with Bud Dupree because I didn't want the Titans to lose him. And then my last guy, it might catch y'all off guard, but I think he's a huge aspect to this team. I went with Brett Kern for my ninth and overall. <laughs> oh, I, I, knew, I knew one of you would go for Brett Kern. Dude, I knew it. Brett. <laughs> is that well, your list? Yes, it's my list. No, it's nine for nine. Nine for nine. That is oh, my man. list. Both of you went Brett Kern. Chill, oh, wow. Bro, yeah. you have to keep Brett Kern. Well, it's like I, if you if you would think like why you had to keep a punter, you can you can replace anybody, you know. Not Brett Kern. It's a punt, dude. Brett. You can't Kern. replace Brett Kern. That is another ring of honor. Ring, I was about to say ring of honor. Oh, that's yeah. a ring I saw of honor. You, I saw he should you be a day one ring. Like, um, the, I saw he, you. He laughing. should be like the day he retires, they just announce him as ring and of honor. And if you go, yeah. I'm looking at the roster right now, just kind of like, did I could you replace current anybody? Sure. But rookies are excluded in, in this hypothetical situation. Yeah. So you can't go to a Farley. Um, a uh, Raiden's Raiden's right. uh, Elijah Bolton, like those guys don't matter. Yep. Yeah, like, would you want to do a Janoris Jenkins? No, right? Uh, Christopher Fulton, he hadn't shown me enough yet, so no. Yeah. Um, Amani Hooker, no, I'm not Harold Landry. Okay, before you go, let me go through my list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm over here. Now, guys. I apologize. <laughs> All right, so I went with I went with the big four on offense, right? Tannehill, Henry, yep. AJ, Julio. Uh, I think those are must protects, right? Uh, instead of Lewan, I actually went with Nate Davis. Uh, that's a young guy still on a great right. deal. Yeah, uh, I think he's a future Pro Bowler. Should he's probably an All Pro uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, moving to the defensive side of the ball, went with Big Jeff, went with Bud Dupree, went with Kevin Byard, and I actually went with Christian Fulton. Uh, and you? I viewed it this way: um, we, we already know we got Caleb Farley, right? We know we have Elijah Moulton because they're exempt solidify that third cornerback spot with Christian Fulton and you have, you, you potentially only have to feel replace Amani hooker if he's the one that gets taken in your expansion draft. So um, I, I wanted to keep the, the secondary as in, as intact as possible. And to be honest, I couldn't think of another defensive player that was worthy of, of based on their contract situation or whatever, like Jayon Brown in, in a year where he's on a, you know, a multi-year contract, I probably keep Jayon but he's on a one-year deal, so it really yeah. wasn't worth it. Yeah. Austin, that is insane, man. I saw you laughing as I was reading my Well, list. I'm like – I was like – I was going to see how many we had, you know, everybody had the same, and I just kind of put a dot by mine, and I was like, all right, the one. 
Simmons, Dupree, Byard, <laughs> Kern, yeah, nine, nine, nine for nine. Okay. So, are, are we messing up by not having a Harold Landry or Roger Saffold on there? Saffold more than Landry, in my opinion. So, Saffold is one I actually almost kept it over Christian Fulton. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that came down to with me. Um, <clears throat> the only thing is, Saffold's got a pretty big contract for his position. Uh, and that that's what kind of swayed me away from him. Because if that's a contract that you can get off the books, then I think that's kind of valuable. But And Chris, your logic for Nate Davis makes a lot of sense. He's an absolute stud as well. He's a, yeah. he's a rising star for a you know, right guard. So, um, yeah, the Titans have to pay him a decent chunk of change when he's up to – uh, which will probably be this next offseason, I would assume. Good chance. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's funny. We were all pretty similar, Brett, you and I, nine for nine. But I like – your Chris, there's nothing wrong with your list either. And I, again, Harold Landry just hasn't shown enough. I mean, that's why you have to go get a guy like Bud Dupree to, to compliment him because right. he hasn't, you know, produced like we thought he would. Um, and, uh, you know, let's say uh, – let's say a Dory or Malcolm – is still on the roster. Are you protecting one of those guys? I'm protecting Malcolm Butler 100. percent I would. That's funny. See, I probably wouldn't yeah. protect, protect either. I'd probably, I'd, I'd, if it came down to a Dory, well, the, again, the concern would be it's an expansion draft. Your Dory would have been in the last year of his contract, right? Right. Right. So that that would be kind of a concern. Um, you know, honestly, I probably still protect Fulton over a Dory if a Dory's on the roster. I think so if too. I'm if I'm protecting Malcolm Butler though, I don't know who I'm taking off my list. That's the tough part. Um, well, since our list is the same, we could talk about it together. Yeah. Um, as much as I love and, and appreciate Brett Kern's game, I would have a hard time protecting I, I, yeah. him. I mean, he's he's one of the highest paid punters in the league as well. You know that, and he's uh, got he's at the tail end of his career too. He he is, he is. I, I look at best. I look at protecting Brett Kern kind of like the Predators protected UC Soros, honestly, or Pekka Rene yeah. a couple years ago. That's how I view Brett Kern as as much as of, of importance as he gets to this team. Sure, but you're you're comparing him to UC Soros, who's 24, 25. Uh, no, you're right. Still a young guy, and, and yeah. Brett's what thirty seven this year, I think. Yeah, I like that thirty six maybe. So. So talking about those names, well, this can this goes along with this. What we're going to talk about next? Um, fantasy football is amongst us, boys. You guys excited? Oh, always, always. How many drafts probably, do y'all do a year? I'm in one league. Just um, one. The Sigma. This will be our. This is our twelfth year. It's a keeper league. That's awesome. Um, we've only had to replace, I think, two guys over the whole twelve years. Um, Who are your keepers? Um, give me a second. I'll pull it up. Y'all can I'm keep going. I was in four leagues last year. That's the most I'd ever done. I'll probably do about the same again. So. Dude, I've done like six, and then that was too That's many. Hard. And then yeah. I've done five. That was too many. I'm about – I'm three to four now, and I won't ever yeah. go beyond that. Um, I enjoy I, it. I, I do too, man. And I, I don't have a it, problem man. with juggling. It's on one app. Like you yep. have to scroll yeah. and, you know, it's, it's not that hard. People are like, well, how do you do so many? It's it, not bro, that you just, hard. You just I, I used to be in three, uh, and I when I had – when I had when I knew we were having the baby, I dropped it down to one, and then sure. a lot, so the last – two years i've been at one and i like doing the daily fantasy too so that kind of helps me balance all that do y'all use so my, espn yeah uh oh, cbs yeah. sports okay uh love uh, well, cbs sports i turned down i've said no to people who said i asked them is it espn or yahoo and they'll say yahoo i'm like I, i'm not doing it I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's an yahoo's the app. worst there's a there's a new one called sleeper that i've heard a lot I'm of great on, things hey, about I do, hey i do have a sleeper one um i have a dynasty league in sleeper are you do you enjoy it? Awful. Uh, the one year I did it, 
last year, I, I honestly didn't love it, to be honest with you, Chris. Um, but I'm going to give it a second chance. I'm going to do it one more year, and if I do hate it again this year, I'm going to back out. But um, yeah, All right, so I, I have my keepers. Go for it. Uh, I have five keepers. Um, so at running back, I kept Kamara. Oh, we're a PPR league too. So um, running backs who catch the ball are really valuable. Yeah. So I kept Kamara and Antonio Gibson at running back. Uh, and then a wide receiver, I kept Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, and Terry McLaurin. How many keepers do you have? I have five. That is a stacked receiver so you can, core. You can keep three to five in our league, but you lose picks for yeah, everyone sure. over three. Sure. Uh, so I kept five. So all of my skill positions are are set pretty much. Antonio Gibson's a that's a dice. That's a dice right there, man. Roll the dice with Antonio Gibson. Oh man, he's a top twenty-five uh, yeah, player this I year. Know, though. You think so? Chris likes him. Chris likes him for out of the backfield as an RB two in fantasy. I do think Washington yeah, is dude, a better. I mean, his him as a him as a uh, a PPR running back. Hell yeah, all day. Yeah, I would love. I mean, he's a, and he's a perfect complement for Kamara, right? So sure. if Kamara ever go down goes down, yeah. have have Gibson to throw in that spot, and and we'll produce similarly. Gibson wouldn't be as valuable if Geis was still in the league, which sucks about him that he didn't yeah. didn't make yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's a different story, though. Um, so I say all that to say this. Looking at the fantasy rankings, I just wanted to kind of see where the Titans stacked up and how they looked um, in comparison to the rest of the league. And as you can imagine, we'll start a running back. This is ESPN, uh, the PPR running back rankings. Uh, Derrick Henry's fourth. It's a little surprising, but the guys ahead of him are, when you look at PPR, like you just said, Chris, um, you're getting a point point for uh receptions and catches too i'm sorry rushes and receptions uh so christian mccaffrey dalvin cook and alvin kamara yeah so because of those reasons they three guys that catch the ball exactly yeah so uh derrick Henry's four. which they hopefully have. derrick will do more of this year but we kind of hoped that last year and it didn't really happen but right yeah we'll see about that which would be a lot of fun if, if downing does implement that with him but and you also gotta i think that's i think that's where darrington evans is gonna come into play honestly yeah i think so too Hey, if Darren, Darrington can be like a, um, an Antonio Gibson light for us oh. as a as a RB two, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would I would yeah. love to see where uh, what Evans does this year as well. I'm excited to to, to see more of him. Um, all right, quarterback rankings. Where do you guys think Tannehill's ranked? Is this for fantasy? Fantasy PPR rankings. Um, top twelve, top thirteen. Twelve. I was gonna go twelve. It's awesome. You guys are damn near close. Eleventh. Yeah. Really. Yeah, wow. uh, a few surprising names ahead of him. Um, eighth, Justin Herbert. Nah, ninth's not surprising. It's Tom Brady. Tenth, Jalen Hurts. Ooh. And then okay. Hill. Wow, that's interesting. The Herbert I, one, the Herbert one, man. Her, I personally, I think Herbert is a stud. Yeah, honestly, he was slinging I, it last year. He is. Sl- I, he could be the future. He could be the face of the league. I think sooner maybe than Trevor Lawrence. Do you did, think he but... takes a Josh Allen type leap? Or is it too if, soon? That's a that's I, a big leap. That's I mean, gonna Josh Allen. I think, I think Josh Allen is up... arguably a top three quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for Herbert is probably going to be in between year two and three, not one and two. See, okay, but yeah. Chris, I, I would love it. I love this. Does Josh Allen keep that level of play this year? Does he That's, does he decline? I mean, bro, people of a year last. People year. are calling him yeah. for MVP this season. Yes, there's a lot of bets on him to win MVP. I think the Bills take a step back, personally. They they could be the team that does. Yeah, I think. I mean, the Titans. I think, I think it makes too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could. Yeah. 
the Bills are one of those teams, though, that it, it would not be shocking if they took a step back this year. But I also could see them being the best team in the AFC. There's a good chance. It's kind of like the Titans. They could go either way, I think. AFC is good yeah. again, man. AFC, AFC is, is good. good. AFC is good. All right, let's go back to wide receiver rankings. Yep. Because um, this will get fun, too. Titans will have a, a couple guys up here. Um, all right, so where do you think A.J. Brown ranks? And we're staying in PPR the whole time, correct? PPR the entire time, yep. A.J. Brown, Brown fourth. I'm going to say he's like sixth. Seventh. Seventh. I almost um, said seventh. So the guys ahead of him, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins, D.K. Metcalf. And then this one is going to be interesting, I think. Um, but it also makes sense if you look at it on a, in a grand scheme of things. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. No that, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the number one now in Atlanta. Um, but I still think that I, – I think A.J. Brown is um, – But what's, what's Calvin really going to do when he doesn't have to be across from it, Julio? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean like, he's he's, he's we're going to see a, now. a drop off from him, though, when, when Julio's not taking defenders off of him. Right. Less and less Kyle Pitts just comes out and beats, beats, beats still like a That's true. Yeah. Very true. Good point. Very With true. his size and everything. Because Calvin, Calvin Ridley in space is dangerous. I, I'm um, not taking. I'm not taking Calvin Ridley over AJ Brown. Ever. No, I'm not even ever. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, where's Julio Jones rank? Uh, Fifteen. I'm gonna say eleventh. Seventeenth. Wow. Wow. Um, the guys ahead of him. So who's between? Yeah, who's between him and AJ? All right, Keenan Allen, Michael mm-hmm. Thomas, Justin Jefferson. Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, who I absolutely love. I try, I try to draft him every single year, um, and then Deontay Johnson. Which all of that, for, all stretch. of that for me is fair, except for Deontay Johnson. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. So Julio Jones is seventeenth, and AJ Brown is seventh. And then if you want to look at defense, defense is kind of fun. Twenty um, seventh. <laughs> 32 <laughs> I'll be honest with you they don't even show the Titans on the list <laughs> dead ass serious at the top 25 the Titans are not in the top 25 so <laughs> shit I'm just googling real quick to see was not uh, expecting that I would think I mean after the in the 20 pro football network has the Titans at 22 wow Fantasy Pros has the Titans at 23. I think the Titans are – I mean, obviously now that you look at it, they'll be one of the defenses that you will have to kind of play by ear the first couple weeks of the season. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they still not letting people off the field on third downs? Like, can we pick them up if, you know, we want some, you know, if, if an extra the Titans, defense? If the Titans are going to make – so kind of related to fantasy, if the Titans are going to make that Super Bowl run – where because we know the offense is probably going to be top five. What does the defense have to get to? Uh, middle of the pack, yeah. I think uh, yeah. at least 15. maybe 15, yeah. 12, 12, 12 to 16, I think yeah. so, honestly. Yeah, man. If um, you can get a if you can get that defense to, to top 10 in the league, oh man, all bets are off. I think yeah. so. I, I can't yeah. see how, how, how it won't be, yeah. Um, I really can't. Speaking of, of lists. It's been it's list season because training camp is officially starting up here in a couple of days. But 
the NFL came out, or I'm sorry, the ESPN came out with an NFL list as well for uh, NFL franchises that are in the best shape for the next three seasons. Okay. And so it was Jeremy Fowler, Lewis Riddick, uh, Seth Walder, and Field Yates. They were to rate each team's quarterback situation, the rest of the roster, not including the quarterback, the front office drafting ability, and the coaching. And uh, if you would like to guess, at least, they ranked all 32 teams. So for over the next three years, who would you like to guess is in the worst shape, according to ESPN? The worst shape? Correct. They're 32nd. Over the next three years, according to front office, quarterback, the rest of the roster, and coaching. The Texans. It's the Houston Texans. Well, that was a, I haven't looked at it yet. The they Texans. are yeah, is the Houston Texans. They were given a score of sixty point six. They were given the NFL rank of thirty two for the overall roster, thirty one for quarterback, and then dead last in coaching, draft, and front office for the rest of it. Would you like to guess who is first in the league? I wouldn't be shocked if it's the Jags, the Chiefs. For the next three years, it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. The Chiefs were given a rank of fifth for overall roster, first for quarterback, second for coaching, 14th for draft, and seventh for the front office. And then would you like to guess where the Tennessee Titans rank, according to ESPN, for the next three seasons of where they're projected to be? Well, Tannehill is not under, under contract for three years, right? He's under contract for two more? Um, no, or is it three? Maybe it's three more. Eighth. I'm going to guess middle of the pack, 16. Chris is closer. They're 14th. Okay. The Titans were given 16th for roster, 11th for quarterback, 15th for coaching, 17th for draft, and 13th for front office. And according to ESPN, the biggest worry is obviously the defense. And it says that they added Bud Dupree and Caleb Farley, but you need to see where they're going to go from there. Uh, It says what could change for the better is Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Taylor Lewan, Saffold, and the rest of the offensive line behind Derrick Henry. Their biggest concern is the defense. And if you look in front of the Titans for the rest of them, the Green Bay Packers are 13th. The Saints are 12th. The Chargers are 11th. The Seahawks are 10th. The Colts are 9th. The Patriots are 8th. The Rams are 7th. The 49ers are 6th. The Browns are 5. The Bills are 4. The Ravens are 3. Tampa 2 and Kansas City 1. Tampa for three years though, like, I don't know. And they didn't three, look like looking in the head to, is, into the future. I don't think Tampa is going to be a top ten team in three years. I don't because I don't think Brady's there. That's no. a good point. That's a good point. Tampa was given uh, number one for best roster in the league, second for quarterback, tenth for coaching, fourth for the draft, and fifth for the overall front office with an overall score of eighty-eight. That's an interesting list, man. They did a good job with this. Jacksonville is 21st. Is is uh is Urban Meyer there in three years? I think so. I don't think so. Three I years. So. Pro- probably three years. Four years? I don't know. That's a that's a three years, a, I think so. One. I think so. Yeah, yeah man, they have problems after next season. If you just look across the board at this AFC, so look at this list. There's one, two, three, four, four. So six of the top ten in the AFC. I still don't think the Patriots are contenders. 
No. Uh, they'll be better than they were. And I think that's another reason why the, the Bills will take a step back because I do think the Patriots will be a little bit better. I think the Jets will be a little bit better. The Dolphins will be a little bit better. Uh, they made the playoffs, but, I mean, they'll still be a 8-9-10 win team, I think. Yeah. Um, Miami is placed right behind the Titans. The Dolphins are, in, are at 15th in the rankings. So, the Chargers will be better. Um, you got I mean, even like teams like the Jags, the Steelers. Yep. He's stout. But NFL, I think the NFL as a whole is a lot better than what it used to be. You know, a, the Browns five, aren't going away for a long time. Five years from, you know, ago. Yeah. I agree with that. The Broncos are solid defense, got some studs on offense. No, I think Vic Fangio's on the hot. I think the I think the Broncos probably a quarterback and a solid head coaching hire from being legit contenders. Hey, I got a hot take for you. This is my one hot take at the NFL year. I'll probably put out a couple, but this is my hot one, the hottest one I have. The Steelers finished last in the AFC North, and they have a top five pick. Wow! So you're done with Big Ben? 100. percent Yeah, it was done last year. I think. They, I mean, I told you guys all last year they're frauds. They were frauds all last year. They were squeaking by games. They 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 won every game ugly. Um, and I know it doesn't matter how you win games, but do they looked awful in so many games and squeaked by because of because of, of defense? Yeah. Um, they had no running game. They do have Najee Harris now. Um, but I just think I think they're bad, and I don't think Big Ben just going to come out of nowhere and play like ben, and, big, big Ben of old. And I agree with you, and that's why I think Najee Harris is a priority draft pick in fantasy. One hundred percent. Good point. Good point. With RB two. Yeah. yeah. Another coach that's on the hot seat, I think, uh, will has a good chance to be out this year. Is Zach Taylor in Cincinnati as well. I think that maybe maybe him go out and then bring in somebody to vibe with Joe and the rest of that offense. That's just my take. But it, it really depends on how the offense progresses this year with a healthy Joe Burrow. I'm with you. So are you predicting Joe Brady's the next head coach? Of yeah, I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it. But I mean, it, that, I think that depends on how well the Panthers do this year. Yeah, I mean, you, just, you can't. I think Matt Rule's a good head coach. I do too. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, I think Joe Bur- Burrow has a better year. Like I would, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys draft backup quarterbacks, um, but uh, I think he's a good backup quarterback to have with all those weapons. He's got plenty of weapons, plenty so, of weapons. I love fantasy football, man. It's so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. All right, as we wrap this up, our last topic we wanted to talk about um, the unfortunate news was that. The Titans announced that there will be no fans at training camp this coming year. And they've always tried to, well, right now, especially because St. Thomas Sports Park is undergoing a massive uh, makeover. It's going to be beautiful when it's done. So I'm excited to see when it's actually all done and, uh, and whatnot. But they usually had that one practice a year at the stadium. But there's so much going on right now with Nashville SC, um, concerts, things like that. They couldn't. There's no time in the month of August to schedule a practice at the stadium. So they couldn't do that either. So there's no fans at all, which I'm sure Vrabel's kind of happy about. Just kind of keeping to himself and, and not having to deal with the whole fan and that kind of crap. He'd tell you otherwise, but I don't believe it. Um, so I want to ask you guys, y'all been in many training camps throughout the years. I've gone since I was a little kid too. Do you have your favorite training camp story, a player, a moment that came up to you, you got an autograph? Like what was that moment for you at training camp? Yeah, mine's kind of sentimental, um, but also like a, a fandom thing. So uh, 2006 was my first Titans training camp, and that was the one that was held at Austin P in Clarksville. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, that was the year we drafted Vince, uh, and you, you guys know massive Longhorns fans, so I was stoked to to do that. But my, my grandparents actually took me, uh, and 
a couple months after that, my grandpa was diagnosed with cancer. So that was, that was like the, the last thing that I got to do with him awesome. uh, before he passed away. So every year up until COVID, I had gone to Titans training camp kind of as, as a memory to him. Uh, so training camps always kind of held a special place in my heart. Uh, but, you know, getting to go to that first one would be why I got his autograph and all that, got to meet him. Uh, but also getting to do it with my grandpa. Pretty fun. Very cool. That's very cool. My, my, cause it's, it's tougher for me being uh, not from Nashville to go to it every single year, but just the years that we were able to go, just honestly, just going with family, going with family, friends. I remember I went, uh, my first one was probably seven, eight years old. It was me and my dad, one of his friends and uh, one of my friends. Um, we all went together and then uh, being up in Nashville again, one time, it was cool to watch a bunch of the guys a couple years ago, like when Michael Griffin came back and he was a coach throughout training camp, uh, seeing things like that's always been cool for me too. Just seeing that as something the Titans do so well now and bringing older guys back, keeping them around the facility. So for me, it's just the family aspect of the Titans themselves and my family as well. That's yeah. awesome. And on top of that, the Titans are now hiring uh, the former TSU football player, Christian Abercrombie. I think that's the coolest story awesome. of the whole offseason. Probably. It's awesome. It's so cool. Uh, so I know he grew up a Titans fan. He's, you know, he still lives here. So um, I know he's stoked um, to, to be doing that. Mine, dude, just thinking throughout the years, I think the only one I, I can really think of is here recently uh, in the last four years, I went to one um, with a buddy of mine, Alex Dale. Shout out Alex Dale. He just got a job with the Minnesota Vikings as a scouting assistant. Shout so, out. Shout out Alex Dale. Um, and uh, he went to MTSU, played football there, and he was teaming with KB, Kevin Byard. And so I went to training camp the year before, and at training camp they would sell former jerseys, uh, players' jerseys, like real game-worn jerseys, for uh, I was like one for fifty, two for a hundred bucks. So I bought two, and one of them was a thirty-one game-worn jersey, but like with no patch on the back. This is thirty-one. So I was like, dude, when I come back next year, I might have KB sign this. So Dale wanted to go up there and see Byard. And uh, I brought the jersey, and I was like, hey, you think we can get Kevin to sign this after? He's like, yeah, of course. So right after practice, Dale waves at him, and they, of course, know each other. They shook up and said hi and talked for a minute. And uh, Kevin took it, signed it, and that was the rest of his history. We talked for uh, just a split second, you know, a minute and a half. But that was enough just to kind of talk to him and meet him and whatnot. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bro, that's sick. It was pretty cool. Yeah, shout out, you- shout out to Alex Dale. Uh, right, really cool yeah. that he's getting that opportunity. One hundred percent. He leaves next week. He said, "I just I talked to him tonight." So, wow, that's cool. That's very real very cool. cool. So, Minnesota Vikings, man, went from Austin P to the Arkansas Razorbacks, and now up to Minnesota. So, big moves. Skull for him, <laughs> but it's tightened up every other day. Um, well, this is a lot of fun. We get to dive into a few things. Um, Delaney Walker, Titan Ring of Honor, but brother, you are not in the Hall of Fame. Sorry about that. <laughs> with with a ring or not, you're not getting the Hall of Fame. Um. So I think, guys, that we're gearing up now, training camp's upon us. You know, it's now time to kind of see the guys on the field in action, real practices in pads, going over actual plays. We're getting there, boys. I don't know if you can smell it. I saw your tweet today, Brett. Like, football, yeah. football's near, man. Yeah, football and fall. I think, I think we're 55 days away from this Monday night, July 19th, from, from the first game against the Cardinals. 55 days. So Oof. it's not too far away. No, no. It's not time. It's time for it. Are you going to the game? Will you, will you be there, Brett? I'll be there. All right, Chris. I'll be there. Yeah, I'm going to try to get tickets for sure. Yeah, I, I, my season tickets should be here pretty soon. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm nice. waiting for them to, for it to come in. I don't know. They usually send about this time. So, yeah. hoping hoping they come in pretty soon. But, all right, that was a lot of fun, boys. Uh, for Brett Bachelor, Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Subscribe to the podcast. 
Rate us five stars. And uh, make sure you go check out broadwaysportsmedia.com and 440 Sports for all your latest Titans news, National SC, International Predators. As always, to finish up the episode, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.